All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The first selection of the National Hockey League draft belongs to... The Daily Faceoff podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Gretzky had it, lost it, Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman holding, blue line, jam, stop! Stay And it's 9 o'clock on a Saturday night if you're lining up for a dinner trail. Way to go, gang. Into the zone, Sikora kicks it out, got it back, near side, Korea. Korea, the fans want one. Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off podcast with your host, Brock Sagan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 36 of the Daily Face-Off podcast. As you heard, of course, I'm your host, Brock Segan. With me both live today is Michael Biebs Bondi. How are you doing, Michael Biebs Bondi? I'm doing great. I have the least amount of facial hair in this room, and it is, <laughs> it is well known since we can now Brock look at each other. Beard, eh? I know, Brock got a beard, you got a beard, well, you always had a beard. Yeah, but Brock's is like starting to come in a little yeah, bit so on I, the side. It's, it's actually starting to really fill out for yeah, the first time ever. Getting a little, getting a little more <laughs> I'm still working on armpit hair, personally, so maybe <laughs> next step will be the beard, but nice. we'll get there. Nice. Join us from Brantford, <laughs> the fullest beard in the room, Dylan D. Berthew. How's it going, D? Well, he's joining us from Windsor now, but... Well, like, no, join Like, he's normally in Branford. Now he's here. I got gotcha. you. Happy to be here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Good so to have you. Off. Yeah, it's great. No, it's funny. Like, over the weekend, Thanksgiving, obviously, here in Canada. And then yesterday, we did, like, my girlfriend's side of the 
the family for Thanksgiving and we sure. did like a huge family picture yep. and you look and there's like a bunch of, you know, there's the dads, the uncles and the boyfriends, cousins, whatever. Every single person in the picture is clean shaven. Every male is just clean shaven and there's just me sitting there with like the fullest beard of my career. And I'm just like, this is bizarre. Is your sister's family the Steinbrenners by any chance? No. <laughs> no. New, Doesn't know the, the New Yankees. York Yankees. Doesn't know the Yankees. <laughs> Everyone's just got to be clean. You shaven. have to shave. <laughs> Johnny Damon shows up. Yeah. He's like, Sh- shave that. Brock goes to propose. Her dad just like rocks him. Just, no, shave your face first. <laughs> yeah. Not with this family. <laughs> but uh, aside from Thanksgiving, I hope you guys both had a wonderful Thanksgiving with your fams and everything. Yeah. But uh, holy shit, boys. We've been talking about it all September, a little bit of August long. It's I mentioned happening. it. I mentioned it in June. Yeah. Dude, hockey starts t- tomorrow <laughs> for most of the people listening. Today, hockey's here. Yeah. It already says confirmed on a couple goalies on Daily Face Off. Oh, yeah. It, oh, it felt good. I was confirmed. I'm like, oh shit, hockey is back. First it is officially yeah, it is season. officially back. Jake Allen was like, confirmed, like, done. This is it. Done. It's on. <laughs> so the last couple of weeks... Every time I check out. <laughs> Bam! I'm definitely dropping that for the rest of my life. By myself, working in the office all along. <laughs> but uh, over the last couple of weeks, we've come at everybody with our position preview. Center, left wing, right wing, D and goalies. Uh, we each gave everybody our respective top tens at the position. We gave our sleepers, our busts at the position. So now it was time to finally put our actual knowledge to the test. So, okay. what we did before we came on the show, first, obviously, we had to determine draft order. Yeah. And uh, last night, I don't know if any of you guys are baseball fans out there. I'm sure some of you are. David Ortiz played in his last baseball game ever. So, the way we determine draft order on this show is normally to guess a number of a number that is normally super high. So, nobody can usually get close to like it. John it, Scott's weight. Yeah, John Scott's weight. Wayne Gretzky's career playoff numbers. Um, and then this year we decided to do well, David wait. Ortiz's regular season RBIs. What did we originally go with, though? <laughs> I think we do have to mention that. Okay, originally we went with Harambe's weight at time, time of... Time of death. <laughs> he died. And none of us really had any clue how yeah, big... we it don't know how much gorillas weigh. We really overestimated the <laughs> We weight. overestimated the weight of a gorilla uh, pretty heavily... <laughs> Um, so we had to scrap that idea so we wouldn't look stupid, but then mentioned it anyway. It's like so 400 st- pounds, by the way. You think it'd be a <laughs> lot more. Just in case, yeah. If you're ever in a trivial pursuit type of situation. I guess they're kind of just like really kind of short jack dudes, you know? Yeah. Like Harry. The most jacked to short dude. Yeah, you always just watch like movies Harry. and shit of just gorillas just throwing humans around. You think that they're like seven times the weight, but they're it's not. It's just called Planet of the so Apes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of- yeah. I watched Tarzan the other day and they were just beating the shit out of him. <laughs> they're just throwing him around like a ragdoll spoiler alert on that one the real Tarzan the new one but uh yeah so anyways we did career regular season RBIs by David Ortiz and Beebs ended up Beebs ended up getting closest it was actually we were all fairly close but Beebs ended up winning it and uh he took first overall pick and with the first overall pick 1768 the- by the way yes. if I recall yeah. My first win on the show, also by the way. <laughs> yeah, I think you're going. You've been over so far. It's been 35 episodes, zero wins for Beebs, but he came in with a nice David Ortiz guest. <laughs> it's a new year, new me. <laughs> but uh, Beebs with the first <laughs> overall selection. Actually, before I go to you, really, we're just gonna rip through who our teams were. Yeah. Give you about a 10 to 15 second analysis of each pick, and then we'll tweet out our Can final products at the end of the year. Positional breakdown. 
Yes. So we did three centers, three left wings, three right wings, four D, two goalies, and a rookie. And we follow standard Yahoo scoring. Um, so, Biebs, without any further ado, who is your first overall selection? I was so excited to just get going. You're like, with the first overall. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Imagine they <laughs> did that to Matthews. He would not put up with that. <laughs> Anyways, I chose Alexander Ovechkin um, strictly because Sidney Crosby has a concussion. That's it? Yep, that's it. Okay. And strictly because Sidney Crosby has a concussion as well, I took Connor McDavid second overall. That's uh, strictly the only reason you took Connor McDavid. He's awesome because he's awesome and he's probably going to lead the league in points this year. So uh, Connor McDavid at two. Mm-hmm. D, two in a row to you. I took the one and two at points last year, pretty sure, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took Patrick Kane uh, and then Jamie Benn on the way back. Wow, tough decisions there, tough. Hey? You guys made it really hard. Right? I think you always have the third pick, and you always just get <laughs> left with just two gems right at the yeah. end of the round. Uh, for me, second pick of my draft, I took Vladimir Tarasenko. Love the Blues. Tons of upside from the Russian sniper. 40 goals this year. Biebs, two for you. Uh, Tyler, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's last name because I've never heard it before, but Seguin? I think it's I think Tyler Seguin. Okay, yep. But Seguin or Seguin or however you want to do it. And then on my third round, first pick of the third round, Eric Carlson, stud alert. Can't go wrong there, no. I really wanted Carlson at this pick, but instead I decided to go with my first of two goalies, Braden Holpe, likely to lead the league in wins this year. We'll have splits likely in the top ten. Can't go wrong with Holpe as the first goalie off the board. Uh, And then I went with Joe Pavelski because I wanted to shore up what is a very shallow position at right wing. Mm -hmm. And then after some deliberation, I decided to roll the dice and finally pick up Sidney Crosby. Jeez. It's a tough pick in the fourth round. Like, ah, okay, Sidney Crosby. (laughs) I'll take it. Still like 12th overall, but fourth round. (laughs) So I basically just wanted to lock up wins, goals against average, save percentage, and most likely shutouts. So I went with Carey Price in the fourth round. So Holpe Price... I'm looking good in net, boys. Yeah, and since Brock was looking so friggin' good in net, I decided to look extremely good on defense. And I added <laughs> Brent Burns to join my Eric Carlson combo. And then with my swing pick back around, I took Steven Stamkos. Pretty decent score. Can't go wrong there. Um, it's funny, if we would have done this draft like two days ago, it did probably... Did we explain to them that we, that we did this draft without... Uh, looking at and no, oh yeah I don't think we did oh yeah that's the most important part that of this draft part. so we did this blind in this draft yes you had nothing in front of you no cell phones no anything just strictly off the top of your head just really testing our knowledge yeah and you know you'd be surprised at how hard it is it Try is it. so <laughs> tough yeah. first, it like, honestly it, guys. like even for me like I literally put in every single team's lines in like the last 24 hours yeah. and I had to like go through and try to like who, do, who, who plays the right wing on this team even? Yeah. I couldn't even... It was tougher than it sounds for yeah. sure. It got to the point where you're just looking at like in, mentally in your head, what is a first line on this team? Yeah. What is that? It's like? funny too because like so many times it'll be in like an actual draft and a guy will take like a minute 30 while looking at a piece of paper. We did pretty good for not even yeah. having anything in front of us. Um, but then it went to me fifth round. I was As of before I mentioned my pick, I was just going to say, it's hilarious if we would have done this draft two days ago, how different it probably would have been with Crosby still healthy and stuff. Because I probably wouldn't have taken Evgeny Malkin with this pick. But now that Crosby's out, we know that Malkin always just rips it up when Crosby's out. So it, if even if Malkin gets hurt down the road, he's going to have a good start. Beebs? Oh, I was going to say. Oh, no, sorry. It's D. Sorry. It goes to D. My bad. Um, so after that, I went with Claude Giroux, he was still on the board, and then I almost forgot about John Tavares, but then I remembered him, so I took him <laughs> to finish on my center. So my centers were already done there, I took Sid, uh, Claude, and Tavares. 
Oh, it's a decent. It was a Team Canada. Yeah. Sounds like Team Canada. Yeah. Sounds like <laughs> a lot like Team Canada. Uh, I started. Good. I took my first defenseman in round six, and I took PK Subban um, only because he's going to stay healthier than Chris Letang. I'm presuming it's a fairly safe bet, and uh, he should have a huge bounce back year compared to his last year in Montreal. Beebs, two to you. And because he tapped into my defensive pool, I decided <laughs> to go with Roman Yossi right after to add to my defense, and I have I have three studs. Three studs, absolutely. On my back. I have three forwards on defense now. Most likely to finish one, two, and four in defensive points this year. Three. But anyways, <laughs> um, in my next back round, I decided to uh, actually touch goalies. And, well, sorry, I meant to put a goalie in my lineup, and I put Corey Crawford. Nice. There. Um, I think he kind of went a little bit forgotten in the seventh round. I took the recently signed, not Rasmus Ristolainen, but Johnny Goudreau. Uh, kid's a stud, 12th in the league in points in the last, well, his first two years, also the last two years. I uh, can't go wrong at a shallow left wing position. Yeah, I was definitely looking at him and about to take him. When you took him. <laughs> so uh, I decided to settle for Taylor Hall, which is, we all are kind of hoping for a bit of a bounce back year from Hall. And then I took Henrik Lundqvist before Beads could take him, and because I knew he kind of probably would on the way back around. So, kid yeah. loves King Henrik, eh? Just loves him. Me or D? You. Yeah. You were the king. He is and the I'm king. the king. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then in the eighth round, I took Max Pacioretty. Guy just scores 30 goals every year in a rotisserie league. I like to plug that 30 right in the lineup. Yep. And with the... What are we on here? Eighth, eighth round. round. I took Scory Perry. Um... <laughs> Because he scores and gets penalties. Do we even have penalties in this league? Absolutely not. No, I didn't think we should. But um, <laughs> just wanted to mention that I took him for not that reason. Yeah. Um, and then with my nine, I took Kucherov so that he can complete my stammer combo. Probably won't be playing together, but I just yeah, they good. Know, could be a nice. Okay, let's just pause here for a second in this draft. How unbelievable is Steve Eisman at signing players to contracts? Like that Kucherov deal today. Yeah. How does he do it? I haven't tweeted that much in the past week, and I actually tweeted about how he good that deal was. to never let them play again. Yeah, it's just like... Does it? It's like, well, you're not as good as I was, so uh, here's what you're going to get, and All you're going to be happy. All I keep thinking of is like the Windsor Spitfires when they won a couple years ago, and then late, it's like, how do they get this team together? And then years later, it came out that they were actually like recruiting people for the wrong... Or like doing the wrong thing. I don't know exactly what happened. Yeah. This is exactly what I think he's doing. Like something like... <laughs> Like that, but like behind, like NHL style. Now. It's pretty cynical. It's what it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't. That's like the hottest take yeah. ever nobody, on the GFO podcast. Nobody take my word for that. Yeah. Just blindly accusing Eisman of some shit. He just has too many good deals going down. So Eisman, <laughs> me blindly accusing you is actually complimenting everything you do because it's somehow amazing, and sure. I don't know how you do. <laughs> so after. He took Eiserman's boy Kucherov. I went with Philip Forsberg. Um, I don't think there's anybody in the fantasy hockey industry quite as high on Philip Forsberg as I am this year. So I always feel like I have to take him in every single draft just because either I'm right and he's going to be unreal on my teams and he's sure. a steal or I'm going to be wrong and I'm an yeah, idiot. That normally happens with guys in fantasy. Yeah, it works. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I wanted to finish off my right wingers, and I honestly forgot that Phil Kessel existed. <laughs> so I took Blake Wheeler, which still isn't awful, but uh, I like after the fact, I would have rather taken Kessel there. So I'm going to be honest with you people. And then, uh, <laughs> it's a blind draft. But I got a steal after that in Chris Letang. In sure, the did. Round, so. sure did. Sure yeah. did. I was looking at taking Letang with my next pick, so you took him right off uh, my hands. I decided to settle with Artemi Panarin. Um, 
I think his stock was sort of dropping when it looked like he was going to start the year with Taves. Not that Taves is anything wrong, but he just had so much chemistry with Kane and Nisimov last year. Yeah. You never know. Just got shifted back to their wing. I'm happy to plug in Panarin at 10. And just because Panarin got taken off his line, I took Taze at 10. <laughs> no, it's not the reason, but uh, Jonathan Taze is Jonathan Taze. That's a good <laughs> enough reason right there. I <laughs> want him. Classic Goose <laughs> <laughs> And then at 11, I uh, solidified my goalies by bringing in Big Goose, Ben Bishop, to fill out my last, uh, with my 11th round. Phil swing. is definitely a good uh, word to use when talking about Bishop, because yeah, he is a large a fella. monster. Uh, I... I figured it was probably about time to shore up my blue line. Um, kind of similar to D, forgetting about Phil Kessel. I totally forgot about Dustin Bufflin at this point. Uh, I went with Mark Giordano. Not mad about it. I also forgot about Oliver Ekman Larson. Yeah. I would have probably taken both of those before Giordano. I forgot about him. Blind draft. What are you going to do? Giordano, still a stud. I'm so okay with it. Then with my two swing picks, I promptly took Oliver Ekman Larson and Dustin, Dustin Bufflin. <laughs> it's a big... You to Brock there. Yeah, big giant little finger dropping on you there. And back to you, Brock. Oh, then, as I cried, yeah, hopeless, sad tears, yeah, that was onto my draft page, I realized, oh, well, I might as well take another defenseman just like a loser. And I took John Carlson. I love the guy. He was a top five defenseman for the first half of last year. Second half, eh, sketchy, but... That power play, though. Love that power play. So, John Carlson, my number three defenseman, Beebs. And like what happened earlier in the draft, I got upset because Brock was tapping back into my defense. I took my fourth D-man with Victor Hedman with my 12th pick. And then back around on 13, kind of a questionable pick, but I took Mark Stone. <laughs> um, just wanted to close also out my right wingers. Yeah, I totally forgot about most of the right wingers. I think you guys <laughs> know who Phil Kessel went to, by the way. Uh, but in the 13th round, I rounded out my Seriously? centers with Evgeny Kuznetsov. Probably going to play with Ovechkin. Had a humongous breakout year last year. Probably either just going to repeat it or build off of it. So Kuznetsov has number three center. I'm all right with it. Nice, nice. Good for you, good for you. <laughs> Uh, I took Corey Schneider with my next pick because I'm so high on him. Uh, round so up my boys, and then I took Klimberg because Brock forgot about him too. <laughs> yeah, I sure did. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Uh, so then, again, as I drown in my defensive unit sorrows, realizing that both Shea Weber and Tyson Berry are on the board, I decided to go with the homer pick of Aaron Ekblad. Excellent. Choice. He has the most probably breakout potential of any defenseman in the NHL this year. I don't think there's a ceiling quite as high. Seth Jones? Unless we're talking about Seth Carlson, maybe. No, Seth Jones is right up there. Yeah. I actually think I have Seth Jones ranked like two spots below sure. Ekblad, but like I'm never taking Seth Jones over Ekblad. Strictly on the team that yeah. he's on half of it. Hurts that they lost Huberto. But I took Ekblad to round out my defensive core. Um... I came out and decided to fill my utility slot, or as we call it, the rookie slot in this draft, which I don't know if we mentioned that we were doing that. Yep. Uh, we did. So Austin Matthews, of course, climbs on into my team there in the 15th round. Just climbs on. Sorry, the 14th round. And then in the 15th round on the swing back, I took uh, Canada's hero, Brad Marchand. <laughs> Jesus. Hate that guy. What? He just won you World Cup of Hockey. Woo! I'm so happy about it. I didn't even like watch it. Um, 
Since I clearly knew that Phil Castle was just already on my team in the 16th round, I decided to take a rookie first, and I took Dylan Strom uh, strictly because he's going to play humongous minutes in Arizona. Uh, he's already on a top six line out there. Tons of upside. Hopefully he doesn't pull a, a Ryan Strom on us like last year. But yeah, I think he's a bit better than his brother. I'd hope so. I think. D. Um, so where am I at? Okay, so I'm finishing off my left wing is my last uh, positional team, spot. I believe. And I went with Max Domi, because why not? <laughs> because um, we forgot about a couple players, probably. Yeah, probably, but, <laughs> you know, he's got potential, and the last spot on my team, I really don't care too much about it. Um, and then I went with Patrick Laine as my rookie. Really wanted to go with Mitch Marner, but after Brock didn't take Laine, I couldn't justify it, so... You had to go with line A. Had to go with line A. That's okay. Mitch Marner will go to team number four. Yeah. Whoever. Yeah. Nobody, is. nobody is. What happens if that team beats us? We'll talk about it after. And then in the 16th round, I already mentioned it. Phil Kessel. Everybody thought he was going to be a 50-goal scorer last year. Probably not going to happen. I'm going to say 30-30 this year. Not a bad last-round pick. Thanks for forgetting about him, boys. Makes up for all the defensemen I forgot about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you get 30-30, and with my last pick, I get 10 and 50 um, I chose Jakob Voracek. <laughs> I might get more than 10 and 50, but that's how we close out our draft. Jakob Voracek from Philly. Good draft, boys. Yeah, it was a great draft. So, since we drafted it was hard. completely blind, it was so hard. what we're going to do is we're going to just add a fourth team to our roto of the top players that on the daily face-off yeah. rankings Forget that we it. forgot about. So, yeah, the forget that's a good team name. The Forgotten, maybe. Forgettables. Any, any one of the two would work. Like uh, so I'm just going to quickly rattle off who the Forgettables are. Um, at center, Nicholas Backstrom, Ryan Johansson, and Ryan Getzlaff. Not, Not too shabby that's at okay. all. But that's the one you would expect to be a little deep. Center is such a deep position. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. At left wing, Gabriel Landeskog, Mike Hoffman, and Brandon Saad. Would have taken him over Domi. <laughs> ah, sometimes we just forget in a blind <laughs> draft. At right wing, we have Alexander Radulov, Wayne Simmons, and Nathan McKinnon. I'm getting nervous, actually, boys. This is a pretty good team. They're <laughs> missing that star power. Anyone yeah. with Radulov in RW1 is not a That's me. true. On D, Shea Weber. Tyson Berry, Shane Gostis Bear, Justin Falk, and in net, Jonathan Quick, oh. and Martin Jones. So that's oh. the forgettables. They're very good goalies, though. Yeah, it's, yeah we all have good goalies. I kind of yeah, regret taking Holpe and Price at three and four because goalies are voodoo, as we mentioned in the, <laughs> our last episode. But I mean, if anybody isn't voodoo, I'm hoping it's Holpe and Price. Sure. But uh, that's it for our 2016 2017 daily face-off podcast mock draft we'll throw it over to the blue stones because why not everybody in love is listening to the blue stones when we get back we're going to give you guys our award predictions for the rocket the art ross the norris the vesna and the calder as well as our fantasy hockey bold predictions for 2016-17 and our stanley cup predictions i think d you uh you nailed it last year did you not Defense. I think I haven't played the Ducks though. That was, that was close. Yeah, it's all right. You had, the, you had them winning. That's, uh, I, I remember I had the Capitals. It was mostly because I just wanted Kessel to win the Conference which could have happened. Close enough. Yeah. Close enough. But, anyways, enjoy the Blue Stones. We'll see you guys back here in a minute.
As always, we hope you enjoy those sweet riffs from the Blue Stones. And uh, before that, our mock draft for the 2016-17 NHL season. Almost forgot the year there. Yeah, <laughs> I had to think about it. It's weird saying, you know, hasn't happened yet. So anyway, um, we're going to get right into our award predictions for the NHL season. We're going to start off with the Rocket Richard Trophy. Uh, why don't we throw it to you, Beavs, my other favorite co-host. Who you got winning the Rocket this year? Oh, thanks, side favorite co-host. <laughs> I have... Alex Ovechkin winning the Rockets Shot. this year. Oh, no, way. no reason why I have him, um, but honestly, it's Alex Ovechkin. Uh, he scored. He scored fifty goals last year. <laughs> Is it because he's Alex Ovechkin? <laughs> That's exactly why. No, he scored fifty goals last year. Not much has changed in Washington. Um, not much has changed throughout the league as far as perennial goal scorers stepping up and proving themselves to be better than Ovechkin. So I just gotta really go with Ovechkin on this one. Yeah, I got. I got Ovi too. Um, He's top 50 goals three years in a row. The shot totals over that span are 386, 395, 398, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, his biggest competition last year in the goal department was Patrick Kane, who fired 111 fewer shots and relied on a career-best shooting percentage to stay in that same ballpark. So, uh, for me, it's Ovi all day. I think it's, like, literally impossible to argue with Ovi. Yeah. I have Ovi. Um, just for the sake of argument, the guys that I have projected right behind Ovi. So, I have... Ovechkin projected at 52 goals, which is miles ahead of everybody else. Um, yep. And then I have a tie for second with Tarasenko and Stamkos at 41. Pavelski comes in at 39. Jamie Benn, 38. Tyler Segan, 38. Patrick Kane and Pacioretty in at 36. Um, so, like, even all those numbers would be great for all those players I just mentioned. Except for maybe Kane. That would be, like, a, a bit of a reduction for Kane. Sure. But... 41-41 from Tarasenko and Stamkos. If, if you're drafting those guys where they're going right now, that's going to be ridiculous production, but none of that is going to even come close to touching Ovechkin. He's just in a league of his own. Yeah, and it really just has those shot totals, right? That's yeah, how he, does he just fires it. Like I said, Kane shot about 16% last year, which was a best for a full season. I think he shot better in the lockout year, but that was it. Um, but, but yeah, like no one else. There was two other guys, I think, who were over 300 last year, and Ovechkin was too short of four. Who was my bird? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, do you might as well stick with you. So, we know Ovechkin's going to lead the NHL in goals. Who's leading the league in points? Who's winning the Ross? I got to think I got the same one as you here, Brock. I actually went with Connor. Stop. Connor McDavid. For once, we agree on something, Connor. 48 points in 45 games last season. And honestly, before the news came out about Sid this week, I probably just would have went with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Keep it simple. 
like at this point, you know, who knows how much time Crosby's really going to be out. Uh, it's it's a shitty situation to be sure, but uh, it, it, it seems to kind of be setting up that if Connor can manage to play the full season, he can definitely top the league in points. Uh, finished second in the league in points for 60 at even strength minutes last season. Yarmie Yager, the only one who actually finished that one, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Who's going to get, he's going to get killed without Huberto. Yeah. Like even sure. Barkoff, like I have Barkoff in a keeper league and I'm scared. Like he's the, Huberto's the distributor on that line. Yeah. It's going to hurt both of those guys a lot. Yeah. But. Um, I, I just think like, yeah, like it really seems like David's got a, a, a more than fair shot of topping, uh, over point per game. Like obviously. Yeah. And, uh, potentially, you know, even break 90. I don't want it. Like the, the sky's the limit for the guy. Um, obviously the other big threat with Crosby out is Patrick Kane, but, uh, just probably expecting a bit of a setback from Kane. Close, probably going to be closer to 80 points in my mind than the hundred he put up last year. Uh, so yeah, I got Connor. Before I go to UB, it's just to touch on the Oilers kind of in general. It's crazy because you, over the summer, kind of we saw so many things that everybody from the outside looking in said the Oilers did wrong, like the Hall trade and and even like the Yakupov trade the other day. People are kind of criticizing Shirelli and whatnot, but that team looks so much better on paper this year than they did last year. Like even their blue line, like I know Chris Russell just gets bashed. But he's got to be an upgrade over some of these guys. Yeah, like really, like they're really putting him at the five. Slot yeah, if you're, if you're, if you hate, even if you hate Chris Russell as much as anybody, he's better than Nikita Nikitin. Like he's better than some of these other guys they've plugged in there over the years. And or McDavid's just the sky is really the limit. Either way, there's no last names if you put Chris Russell and Nikita Nikitin together. Yeah. <laughs> no one can figure it out. But. <laughs> Nikitin, I don't know if that's ever been a first name, but. Uh, who's winning your <laughs> your Ross? Uh, super super bold prediction, and this kind of uh, stemmed from what happened uh, with Sidney Crosby as well. But I think that Evgeny Malkin's actually going to make a strong push for it. And the reason why I say this: um, back in 2011, 2012, Malkin actually won the Art Ross, and that was the year that Crosby was injured for 60 games, and uh, Malkin just kind of took over in Pittsburgh and. To be honest, he that year he had 12 more points than the next best guy. He was an absolute force. Had a 50 and 50 year, which people forget. Um, and I think him just becoming the main piece in Pittsburgh makes him an absolute weapon and more than a lot of people are expecting from him. And to be honest, a lot of this depends on how long Sid's out for. Yep. But even if Sid is out for 30 games, which is almost half a year, that's still a lot. But if that's 30 games, that's 30 games that Malkin plays that number one role. Is the Until main he gets piece hurt. there. Yeah, exactly. But um, I do think that uh, I do think Malkin can fight for it this year. It's crazy because like he's been over a point per game for each of the last five years, which is super impressive. But over that same span, he's missed twenty six percent of the games, which is crazy. Obviously, like if he stays healthy, the guy is an absolute stud. I took him in this draft, so I can't hate him too much. But like he just has to stay healthy. Yeah, like, there's, there's no if, denying yeah. Malkin's. Absolute offensive potential, uh, and then probably to nobody's surprise, I went with McDavid as well. I do in my draft kit, um, which I hope you guys bought. I had McDavid projected for ninety-one points this year through eighty games. Um, Crosby, I actually had projected at ninety-two. Now that Crosby's hurt, he's probably not going to play the eighty games that I had him projected for. So, in steps McDavid. He's taken over. Um, but then I'm just going to mention quickly, right behind McDavid, I have Jamie Bennett, 88, Patrick Kane, 87, Tyler Segan, 83, John Tavares, 81. Um, before we move on here, is it, it's just insane to me that the stars are not just like by, like by far the best team in the NHL. Like when you just look at <laughs> the player, like yeah. when you just look at Segan and Bennett, it's like, 
It's almost a consensus like they're going to finish in the top five in scoring. Yeah. Yet, I mean, a 907 save percentage from your goal. That'll do it. Ask Ron Wilson. Yeah. It's just crazy. Like, (laughs) hey, Ron. You know what? If we beg enough, I begged like crazy last week on the goalies episode to wave Andre Pavlik and bring up Hellebuck as your starter. Happened. Jets are listening to the podcast. You beg that hard? I don't know what I'm begging for. Just Anthony Emmiton. Oh, Be I thought shit. you wanted Ron Wilson on the show. Yeah, that's no, I, that's <laughs> no we, we can reach He'll out. He'll say some stuff. We man. can reach out to Ron. Ron He'll say some stuff. He's probably looking for a gig right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably not doing Got much. Got a co-host spot available? <laughs> yeah. Co-host, Ron Wilson. Lots of hours, not Beans a lot of pay. Ron. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of pay. Trust me, boys, I'm trying hard to find uh, a sponsorship. One day, I just hope one of these, like, thousand listeners that are out there, hopefully there's that many. Owns a company. Just own something, like... Anything. It's like, hey, boys. Suze, own something. <laughs> Here's a couple hundred bucks. Pay the boys. Like, Pay I don't even... I don't really, Brock, you get shit. Just help the boys out a little bit. Uh, but, D... Starving artists. Maybe if you, t- if you pull on the right heartstrings here with your Norris Trophy pick, we might get a sponsorship. Who, pressure's happen. on. Well, then, I hope Eric Carlson's listening because I'm about to vouch for the guy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, there's no secret that I think this guy's the best defenseman in the league. There's no one better at moving the play and producing from the back end. Um, he uses his skill and his speed, like not only to like push play and create offense, but also in defensive skirmishes. If you watch him as well, he's really good with his stick. Um, so he's really good on the other side of the puck, and that's why his possession numbers are as strong as they are. Uh, and after posting 82 points last year, he was robbed of his third Norris. That's crazy. Um, the hockey writers instead opted to award Drew Doughty with, uh, you know, Dave Lozo? Yeah. Yeah, he referred to it as a Lifetime Achievement Award for Drew Doughty. <laughs> Just kind of like, well, he hasn't won. It was, his best, yeah. it was his best season Carlson's ever. Carlson's amazing, and we really haven't ever seen a defenseman like him. It's, but... the, it's the most points ever since uh, Brian Leach and, like, Bobby Orr, <laughs> but let's just give it to a Lifetime Achievement Award. But... So, uh, yeah, honestly, he's just hoping they don't make the same blunder. This guy's good enough to win the Norris every year. He should win it this year. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I can't really dance too far off that. I was going to go with Carlson, too, obviously. Anyone who puts up a point per game deserves uh, deserves some recognition for that award. Um, only reason I could think they chose Dowdy is that they can just shut the people up who are like, the award can't only be about points. But those people are dumb anyways. Um, when you put up 82, yeah, it isn't about points. If you're putting up 82, point. you are the And they're still good defensively. It's not just 82, but it, it was like... 20 more. Well, obviously there's Burns, but like when you take yeah. them two, there was no one else. Dude, he had 31 there. more points than Doughty. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's half a point per game. Yeah. He even had more ice time um, average than Doughty, and Doughty is like miles ahead of people as well. Yeah. And he had a minute more than no, Doughty. So it's like just he, like he was playing the heavy minutes, and I don't care who you are, if you're playing 29 minutes a game, you're going to be playing in both situations. Yeah, against all types defense, of players. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just ridiculous. Yeah. So Eric Carlson for me, I mean, it's not. I got Eric Carlson. I think I tweeted out what it's probably I've been playing fantasy sports for like it was my eleventh year probably fantasy hockey. I think I started when I was fourteen in a bar. It's hilarious. <laughs> Tell that story one day. In all the years that Eric Carlson so much. Yeah. In all the years that Eric Carlson's been in the NHL, this year is the very first time I ever got him in a league. I just God. never I never He's phenomenal though. Oh I do, I'm like, so fired up. You just like because you look through your forwards like oh I didn't get any points. Oh I got three points for my one (laughs) defenseman. Yes, it's awesome. I've never had them, and like I think like we've talked about on the show before. I think some some players you just have to have, you have to own 
Like, you always love your own players. You, there's some players you literally just have to own to just appreciate yeah, how good they really exactly. are. And, and I think, like, I always rank Carlson pretty high, but I think, like, owning him now in a league is just going to make – this is going to blow my mind. Yeah. I think he gets underdrafted every year. Like, yeah. especially if you're looking at uh, – I mean, Burns, like – to me, like, what Burns did is kind of a one-off. Just I, – I would love to believe that he's going to get 350 shots again, but I don't know that he is. It was literally, like, the first – or the, he was, like, the first player – or there was the second most shots in the last 20 years, so – from a yeah. defenseman. And it was a defenseman. Yeah. So, um, so – Second most in 20 years? Come on. I, I just have a hard time believing that many shots. It was – to me, it's just, like, I like to obviously refer to shot totals because they're more consistent than a shooting percentage. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was such a huge jump at this point in the career. But anyway, like – um, like I, I honestly think there's justification for Carlson going in the top five in any given oh, draft. Oh yeah, just because it is the guy who's pretty much at this point a bona fide point per game player at a position that averages probably nineteen. But like goal. seriously, what does the average fantasy defenseman put up? Like half a point a game, right? He's oh. literally doubling the production. If you like, if you who like who else you're gonna be like a lot of guys like your fourth, crazy. your fourth and fifth defensemen are gonna be like it'd be lo- maybe forty points. It'd be like looking at a goalie who gets sixty five wins. Yeah, it's, no, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That'd be nice. Uh. But uh, so you have Eric Carlson winning your your Norris as well. Yeah, with a shout out to Brent Burns, but I mean he's yeah. not. Yeah. The one thing you can say about Brent Burns though is it is a contract year for the kid, so he might fire four hundred this year. True. Just trying to we're scoring forty goals, we're firing five hundred shots, and we're getting the money. <laughs> we're getting the dough. I'm getting paid. I would love honestly, like of course everybody should you know I should have went with Ovechkin. I, I well I did, but I should have went with. Crosby should go with Carlson. I try to go off the beaten path just a touch. Sure. I went with PK Subban. I say it every week. I'm high as hell on the National Predators. <laughs> I just think like Yossi and and Subban is gonna be like. Could you imagine putting Carlson with Yossi instead? He plays with Mark Mathot and he's still the best ever. But I just think the Yossi yeah Subban combo is gonna be so lethal. And shit, honestly, I and I imagine it'll help him score a little bit more. Yeah. For sure. I mean, there's, I, there's nothing more we can say. We, we've touted him a hundred times on this show. So I have Subban edging out Carlson, which is stupid. He's probably gonna but honestly, crazy. it's not that crazy because, like, what say if a Subban stepped on again. Well, not even. Oh, but, Jesus. Well, I guess. But <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. yes. Job and you. But like, think about what happened last year, right? Like, if Subban has the year Dowdy did last year, and the like Predators are, you know, like as good as we think. Like that, the guy, as sad as it is, the guys who vote on these awards should be us. It's not, but yeah, the guys who do all they care about is narratives, right? Like they love that shit. They eat that shit up for, oh, yeah. for dinner, breakfast, so lunch. Go, doesn't matter. So they can go home and write about it, right? So like if Subban, if Subban gets traded after all this noise in Montreal, oh, he's such a problem. Yeah. Like blah blah blah. No, blah, yeah, blah. for sure. Um, you know, it, it, there's gonna be a lot of people who are gonna Both find enough reason. Hundred percent. I don't. Yeah, I don't think, think it's, it's a huge stretch. Dave Lozo also like kind of outlined a situation where Shea <laughs> we gotta Weber, get him on the show. No, he he like outlined one where Shea Weber could potentially like just upright Carlson. Yeah. And it was like his made a lot of sense. It was like if you know they got Price back, so there's like there's you know the Montreal's potential playoff team just having Carey Price playing, yeah. right? So it's if Weber, Shea Weber, if Weber goes game. and scores twenty, if he has a slightly you know high shooting percentage year, maybe pots twenty five, and like oh he brought him back into the yeah. playoffs with his leadership, right? He's gonna get a lot of votes. Yeah, so it's, it's just true. Fun. Yeah. So I'm, and he's on the uh, the yeah. undraftable team. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly I don't know. Uh, I wish I remember. Oh, we're so bad at it. I always talk about articles without like being able to link them or whatever. That's but all right. Just follow Dave Lozo on Twitter. If he's you hilarious. Yeah, he's, he cracks me up every day. You know, my thing with Carlson too not winning is he was only 25 last year, and you know Doughty, like we've mentioned, as you said, a lifetime Crazy. achievement award. This he's been there. He's been there forever, and that's where I could see something like Weber step, someone like Weber stepping in because if he does do what you said, yeah. I mean Weber's 31. 
oh, look at this guy. Yeah, When's he ever going to have the chance is. again? Carlson's going to be there next year. Right. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. It's so funny because, so, like, just this is too totally, yeah. totally off base. But um, when I started at DFO years ago, um, Dave Lozo was a follow of DFO for whatever reason. I don't know what he used to do. But nowadays, like, I've never in my entire existence at DFO used Dave Lozo as a source. But I literally have never unfollowed him because he's just made, like, I'll just be sorting through so much boring whatever all day and then Dave Ozo always makes me laugh yeah. cracks me up it's hilarious and some of those guys I literally like I've never gotten any information from them but they're there just for just to just to make just my day a little better they're doing yeah. good they're doing good it's funny Pete Blackbird's one of those guys too just there for the laughs yeah. everything he does he actually sauced me a follow today so that was a that was a lifetime achievement award yeah, for me good right shit. that's all you have to do good to shit. Shit. Just follow Brock on Twitter well not me not me nobody follows me Oh, DFO. DFO for yeah, sure. That makes longer sense. Uh, but Vesna Trophy Beeps, who you got? My Vesna. Um, I, I, I honestly, I didn't, I didn't know where to go with this one. Um, it's pretty tough because as we saw last year, Carey Price goes down. What do we do? But I have to go with Carey Price. He just looked like <laughs> such a weapon um, when he was healthy last year. To begin the year, it was like, oh my god, look at how good Montreal is. They're best team in the league. Essentially, at the time, they were. And strictly because of their goaltending, I could see that happen again. Oh I do God, like yeah. the defensive aspect of Weber coming in and Subban going out. Nothing against Subban. I just like Weber defensively more. I like Subban offensively more. I don't know. It's just personally. I, some people don't agree. If you go by the numbers. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, but at the same time, uh, I do see Carey Price putting together a, a healthy season. He has been known as a healthy goaltender for majority of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, he, last looks year, so good the World Cup. He dude. did look phenomenal. He looks good always on the big stage. On his stage. 11 shots against per game. Yeah. For real, but he does always step up at the big yeah. stage, and he does always make. He's one of those guys where it doesn't matter if he's getting eleven shots or if he's getting forty-one shots, he's gonna stop I, the majority. Of I them. don't think that there's a team in the NHL that is garnering more votes for most improved yeah. team than the Montreal Canadiens, and it also big. You could honestly have stripped that team bone dry and, and just, just added Price, Price back in the mix, and yeah. it's it still where they'd yeah. be. They're so he's just so good. Well, they and they're still a pretty, they're a dangerous yeah. team, man. That top six is a little scary. Yeah. I I got Price too. Um, yeah, like statistically, he's the best goalie over the last three seasons when he's healthy. Uh, obviously, he had the major major injury issues last year, but yeah, I think if he can stay healthy and carry the Caps to the playoffs, we'll I like we'll probably be hearing. Price for heart noise, let yeah. alone oh, price for sure. Desna. I was thinking the same so, thing. Yeah. I like honestly, it just seems like the stage is said He's just got to play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's all, yeah, really. It's all that really matters. No, there. he's just so good. I took Holpe again. Um, last year, Holpe was kind of under, excuse me, under the radar, and I took him as my Vesna guy because I thought the Capitals were going to be unreal, and he ended up doing it. What happens? And so I'm sticking with him back to back Vezas for Braden Holpe. I took him before Carey Price in today's draft just because I think he's got a better team in front of him. But it's hard to not make a case for Price. I had a feeling you guys might take him. So, I ch- again, try to go a little bit off the board. But, I mean, hope he's not off the board uh, by any stretch of the imagination. The one guy I would like to mention, D, you're going to love this, is Corey Schneider. Say the Devils have a good year. You know, the offense puts it together a little yep. bit. That's a guy that can make a very serious case for Vesna this year. If yep. they get back to the playoffs. If he was on the Caps last year, like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, my oh God. Yeah, that'd be a different story. Oh, 165 goals against average and yeah. a 970 save percentage. Yeah, Best goal in the history. He's better than Martin Brodeur at this point. I mean, <laughs> might as well give him a number 30. At least he sits down in the net. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I have Holpe, Price Price. I think Snyder's a guy to look out for as well. Sure. Um, outside of those three, 
who knows what can happen, right? Exactly, yeah. Um, and yeah. then let's... Goalies are this is This is obviously uh, one where we should start probably with D. Uh, who's winning your Calder Trophy? Uh, so, obviously, the obvious pick is Austin Matthews. Um, no. For me, anyway. Uh, I could potentially see a world, though, where Mitch Marner could get the nod and potentially outproduce the rest of the rookie class. Simply because... Is this the Toronto Maple Leafs podcast? Because there's a lot more room at the top of that lineup on the wing than there is center right now. Kadri and Bozak are definitely going to get uh, a decent chunkable size of minutes throughout the season. Did you just say chunkable? Yeah, chunk. That's decent awesome. chunkable. Chunkable? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, for example, right now they have Mahalik skating on the first line at left wing. or whatever, Right? So that's probably, you know... That's, there's a lot more to me there's more room to stay in that top no, six for sure and if you read what's happening right now uh, Marner seems to be like he's getting the most opportunity right now Babcock just is loves him reveling at his defensive yeah, play like, oh, oh yeah he's so much better at defense than I thought he was <laughs> um, so <laughs> the, the only reason why I can potentially see that happening is that if Marner just gets more opportunity to start the season like don't get me wrong I think Matthews will definitely move into the top six before the end of the season Dude, but well, if like, Marner gets I, a head start by however many games and he finishes five to ten points above and he gets you know it could potentially be Marner. So I, get to- I think Matthews, but you know, I, I, for my second homer pick, I think Marner's got a shot at it too. <laughs> I get torched every day. It's like, why is Matthews the third line center? It's like, I didn't make these up. Like, <laughs> I like I'm not yeah. just like, hey, hey, that's what I think. I mean, that's what I did at the start of the year, but now it's like actual yeah, lineups. Have, yeah, like, have like I'm not making it up. Like talk to Babs about this. Like it ain't me. He, they're obviously gonna shelter him a little bit at the start, but there's no, there's no question that he's gonna probably eventually take over Bozak and. Most likely Kadri, too. Yeah. Kid's a stud. He is. Awesome, Matthews, Mitch Marner. You got anybody different in, uh, on your end of things? I do, strictly just because I wanted to change it up a little bit because me and D have been uh, just hanging out on the same picks quite a bit here. Uh, I have to go with, uh, again, a pretty obvious one. It's like me taking Jack Eichel behind McDavid last year. Uh, yeah. Patrick Line for this year. It's actually exactly like that. Is, uh, yeah, no, it is the exact same situation. And the reason why um, I think Line a could take the Calder and what I think if he does win it will happen is he won't necessarily lead rookies in points Matthews might still do that but he'll lead them in goals significantly and that's where I could see him getting the edge at the same time that might not happen because I like Matthews a lot more than I like Line A I'm not going to lie um, but but goals, I mean though, Line A is a he's an absolute uh, pure goal scorer you see it at every level that he plays at including World Cup of Hockey where he was just ripping shots left and right which just I love it. I love I could see him getting a uh, Somewhere around the uh, the 200 shot total in his first year, it'd be a push, but I could see it happening. No, and if it sure. does, um, he could it could come with a nice uh, upside in goals. So Line is kind of kind of you know, let's not forget about him. Definitely not. Forget about him. <laughs> I think I think, about I think me and D both just said no for sure at the same time as you said too. <laughs> for, sure. for sure. Um. So I actually went like super off the board. I think I've been trying to do that this whole time. Yeah. Not that it really Ovechkin, McDavid, Subban, Holpe is off the board. I tried to change it up a little bit. Uh, but I really went haywire on this one. Um, I took Dylan Strom as my rookie in the draft, but I actually went with Travis Konechny in <laughs> Philadelphia as my Calder Trophy. Almost he's, wins are alert. What about Provorov? He, I love Provorov too, but yeah. I just... Konechny is heading into a situation where he's going to play top six minutes to start the year and has a real good chance to stick there. The thing is, like, I don't think like any team is more obsessed with the rookie besides Matthews, because like he's like the next. Yeah, you have he's like to be. he's like the only Matt Sundin since Matt Sundin in Toronto. But outside of Matthews, I don't think there's a team more obsessed with the rookie like ever. Maybe Edmonton and McDavid too. Shit, I'm just really throwing myself off here. But 
Philly loves Konechny. They should, They though. just love yeah. the kid. 100 points last year. He's a beauty. He's going to start on the left wing with Couturier and Voracek. I mean, Couturier is I think he's super underrated. Voracek's obviously an extremely talented playmaker. Start with those two. You could be worse. And realistically, I don't see uh, Michael Raffle. Like, once Shen gets back, I'm sure Raffle will probably get dro- dropped down to the third line. Konechny should stay steady right there on the second line here. I mean, is he gonna is he gonna outproduce Matthews and Strom and Marner? Maybe even I don't know. Line A, who knows? Nylander. Yeah. Okay, let's not play here. <laughs> uh, but I I just think Konechny's is a super good situation, and sure. I, I, yeah. more than anything, I just kind of wanted to mention him just for the listeners out there that might be in a league where Konechny's still available. Yeah. He's in a great situation to succeed. Especially keep the leagues. Yeah. And yeah. this guy is up there with the talent of the other players. He did go first overall in the OHL draft, which a lot yep. of people uh, forget about. Um, so which, did which Ryan is, O'Reilly. That's very true. And Ryan O'Reilly turned out pretty good. Yep. Ended up on Team Canada. Second round draft. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. So, I would... Uh, again, he's he's been marked up there with those big yep. names. It's not it's not like he shouldn't be there. No, he's and, the real deal. Yeah, he, sure. really, he really is. And he's someone who I think dropped when he did get drafted in 2015. Um Philly getting him to 24th overall yeah, is absolutely crazy. crazy. I remember yeah. like watching a couple Spitz games. He was just like, like just ridiculous. And like, he was so playing on a bad play. team originally, yeah. and, uh, well, yeah, and he kind of dominated. And then he got traded to a good team in Sarnia, and he looked absolutely phenomenal. Uh, but since we're kind of just trying to mention some rookies that can help, um, as you mentioned, D Provorov yeah. in Philadelphia as well, yeah, uh, with Delzato out for four to five weeks. Gudis, who's not that good anyway, uh, he's suspended, suspended for the first six games. Provorov's going to play massive minutes to start the year. Uh, he's starting the year with Mark Streit. He's going to be on the power play. He's another, if you're looking for a rookie defenseman, he's going to be good. Also, Zach Wierenski out in Even Columbus. if he's just sliding the puck across to Ghost Bear on that yeah, power play. Yeah. Right? Well, Wierenski is a tough name to say. Yeah. Out of the University of Michigan. He's supposed to start the year on the top pair in Columbus with Seth Jones, as well as see massive power play time. And then another rookie in Columbus is Oliver Bjorkstrand, who we've mentioned on the show before. He's going to start the year probably on the third line, but don't be surprised if he works his way into the top six. Um, Personally, he's just just ridiculous. He had such a good preseason, too. I have Bjorkstrand. Tough names in Columbus. Um, In a a couple of my leagues, I'm super hyped about it. but do you have anything else to add? To I was gonna go? say there's only one person. Um, I can't even pronounce his name. It's Buchnevich. Oh, Buchnevich. Yeah. Out in uh, out in Rangerland, New York Ranger. That is. He's 21. Um, he's kind of. He reminds me a lot of Panarin. He's a Russian coming over. Um, and a guy that kind of people have left under their radar. Oh, they, super. He, they have announced that he has cracked their top six. Yep. So just keep an eye on this guy. If yeah, he, he bumped Rick top Nash six. in the top six. Yeah, which so is maybe crazy. that forty year goal or forty goal a year isn't uh, an actual thing that we were talking about. Yeah. Back. So anyone. But who actually, no. That, just if you go to hockeydb.com, you'll see the trend. It's literally like it's literally like the most diverse graph ever. It's insane. Um, but okay, D. It's time for bold predictions. We had so much fun with this last year, and I think we did we did pretty good. I mean, my bold prediction last year was Crystal Tang plays 82. Mine he was play- that good. I think, I think it was like Kessel 40 goals. Or Mine was the Wings wouldn't make the playoffs, and they just barely Oh, so I'm the only one that did okay. Yeah. yeah they Wings barely squeaked in. Yeah, that's true. They true. what? They barely they squeaked in. They made the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but okay, did Latang okay, get 82? Okay. He did not. No, but he played like 71. That's like the Wings squeaking in. That's like a thousand in Latang days. That's the same as the Wings squeaking in. It's true. D, 
Let's try to redeem ourselves a little bit. Bold predictions are usually never meant to come true because that's why they're super bold. But what's your bold prediction? Uh, I'm kind of playing off of Beavs' Art Ross, a trophy winner. I'm going with Evgeny Malkin plays at least 75 games and breaks 80 points for the first time. You're entering. The 2011-12 season. First time it would have been he's done either of those things. So. You're entering Chris Letang territory. Chris Letang territory. Stay away from exactly Pittsburgh boys. So, yeah. You know, hopefully Malkin can just stay healthy. Because if he does, no, I'm not against Beavs on him having a real shot at the art loss. So. I saw some numbers today. Saw some numbers. Um, Which ones? I don't have exact numbers. But it was... it Was, was it seven? It was Malkin's possession numbers with Hornquist. Last year, it was yeah. very small, not very small, but a pretty small sample size, and their possession numbers were outstanding. They've done really good together in the past, too. Very, very well. And Crosby comes out, it's probably going to be, shockingly, Scott Wilson yeah. <laughs> on the left side, but then Malkin, Hornquist on the, uh, yeah. the middle he, and on the right side. Usually, I thought, when that happened last time, I already kept Malkin together with his wingers, right? Like, yeah. It, just about. Because, like, there's really. However long they've had those one or two, there hasn't really ever been like a one. Yeah. There's one A and one B as far as lines go. The, it, they're such a weird team now because like, how do you view that team? Like they've got that second line of, of or third line, whatever you view it as, is Kessel, Benino, Hagman. Like that's definitely going to stay together to start the year. You'd assume. Yeah. Um, and then they had the you know the Crosby with maybe Sheary on the left and Hag- and uh, Hornquist story on the right. Kunitz and then, somewhere too, and then right. you have Kunitz on the left, Malkin in the middle, yeah. and Wilson to start the year on the right. There's a, so much to like about that team still. Yeah. They didn't really lose a whole lot this year at all. Even today, picking up Mike Conan just to be a stopgap for uh, Matt Murray. Yeah, well, back, he, you know, yeah. Month. well, he fixes his hand. Yeah, it's just that team does it right. I hate them so much. But they know what they're doing. doing. But they're so good. Yeah, they Jim do. Rutherford deserves a ton of credit out there. I think Malkin Hornquist, it's going to be nice. I mean, obviously, like it's hard to hate Hornquist when he plays with Crosby too, but Malkin yeah. slide in there. could do a lot than that definitely uh for sure but beeps bold prediction who you got all right my bold prediction um is roman yossi will win the norris trophy and the reason i go with that did is, you not pick him not as your oh i guess I, no sense. i did not take him as my norris winner um <laughs> i took carlson actually but uh this is supposed to be bold so i went with yossi and uh the reason why it's kind of bold is obviously because pk is stepping in a lot of people are expecting pk to be the number one defenseman out there and I could see Roman Yossi taking over as number one. Obviously, it's hard. they're both ones. There shouldn't be one and two. They're both ones. But uh, those two together could absolutely create they're something close. special, um, something totally magical, and something that turns into <laughs> a Norris Trophy season for Yossi. Totally uh, as mentioned, all it takes is uh, Carlson going down with one injury, and we open up a whole, a whole wide array of who could win it and, yeah, and, and who could take that from him. So I... Uh, my bold prediction is Roman Yossi will do that. But with that, I will say he'll crack, go above 70 points. That's as well on my uh, bold oh, prediction. Oh, shit. Yeah. Shit. My bold prediction, time to ties in with your bold prediction. I went, same defensive pair, P.K. Subban will score more goals this year than Shea Weber. <laughs> Eat your heart out, Montreal. I'm not saying that Shea Weber isn't going to score a lot of goals this year. I'm just saying P.K. is going to score a shitload. I'm going to say 17 for Shea, 18 for P.K. Subban. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be a wide margin, but P.K. is going to score more goals than Shea Weber this year. That's why I like you it. bold Brock. It's bold. I also think at this point in time, because it's, it's a pretty bold bet, D, that we should probably mention sure. our bet. So 
Earlier today, Rock was talking shit. Nazem Kadri decided to tell the media, I think we're going to be pretty good this year. We're going to surprise some people. We're going to be a sleeper team. Duh. Why wouldn't he say that? So I tweeted out. This <laughs> guy. I tweeted so out. Fast. Well, only because yeah. he's not allowed to say, we're not going to be as good as people think. Who thinks they're going to be good? We're still good. Everybody's like, oh, the most approved team in the league. Oh, my God. We're not going to get a huge lease wings debate because that's idea. not why we're here. So, anyways, I said that they were going to finish in the bottom five of the NHL still. D said he thinks. said, I got a 2-4 on the Leafs finishing ahead of whatever the hell team Steve Ott's playing for these days. Couldn't remember the name of the team. Yeah, I couldn't. I think it's the Detroit Red Wings. Who is it? But what if. Right. We just got to make this clear. What if at the end of the year, Steve Ott plays for. <laughs> Uh, somebody's gonna be terrible this year. Hit you once. Oh my Detroit. god! <laughs> you son of a bitch! What if he Sucks, plays for the Vancouver Canucks at the end of the year and finishes? Sucks, dude. I still lose. Sucks, okay, yeah. so wherever Steve Ott finishes the year. Okay. Well, I'm I mean, trying to grab it. Really seems like, it really seems like Detroit. Yeah, whatever org. Yeah. But it, you know, it seems like Detroit's fully committed. You would think they just gave up. I don't want to talk about Martin Furk and Thomas Plekanen. Timu. I think Timu. before we yeah. get to our, I think we get Same before time. before we get to our Stanley Cup previews, we should mention some of those additions. Polkinen went to the Wild today. Ferk went to Carolina. Not that important. Seth Griffin went to the Buzz. Seth Griffin went. Griffin. 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 Seth, Griffin. Seth Griffin's the one yeah. that yeah. Yeah. isn't he like the Family Guy? Yeah, he is. Okay, he did not Seth sign. <laughs> he signed. No, Seth Green is a voice yeah. actor on, on Fam, the guy Peter where Griffin. the show... Yeah. Oh, Jesus. No, well, for Chris Griffin. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So, anyway, much going, yeah. so much going on here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. uh, the most important probably is, because we talked about him quite a bit before, is P.A. Parento potentially playing with John Tavares. Oh, all, all of a sudden, just gets waved. He for goes no to reason. New Jersey. Don't jump on the Parento train, but if he ends up on a line with Hall and Henrik, it's really not much of a downgrade from... No, he's a really good possession player, and he's like, safe 50 points. Uh, the guy is clearly a rosterable player in the NHL. Like, yeah. easy third Yeah, the fact he's getting waves. It was crazy that everybody crazy. was, like, I mean, like, I'm a Wings fan, poking into, you know, tremendous in the AHL, great shot. But everybody was freaking out about, oh, we should clean poking in. I mean, maybe it's because he was 24, but I mean, if you're looking at this year, which player is going to make your team better on free agents or on waivers, sorry. It's it was Steve Pe- Ott, for sure. No, it was Parento. Oh, yeah. Parento was probably the it's best. It's crusty. He went, like, even like that, that went underrated. Yeah, like, Even did. just the devil's picking up was like, oh, Polkanen went to the wild. Like, oh, why do we pick up Polkanen? It's a very, it's a very Griffith, oh my God, we just picked up Jesus. And then. I saw I saw they picked him up and I was like, why wasn't he just on the devils the whole time? Like, yeah, it's so make someone, he's going to be this year's Stemniak. <laughs> yeah. But. Did anyone actually say we just picked up Jesus when Seth Griffith got? Oh yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> I bet you if you the savior if, Seth Griffith. <laughs> if you tw- if He's you the one. if you He's search Twitter if you switch Twitter it'd be like, awesome Matt Seth Griffith above Austin Matthews. Yeah, it only really makes works. sense. Yeah, yeah. that's how it works. <laughs> Anyways, before these two fight each other. No, 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 never fight. Anyway, hey, case of beer. Yeah, I'm down for it. Steve Ott's team at the end of the year. Steve Ott, Otter, local boy. Woo, winter alert. Okay, anyways. Let's wrap this show up here. D. Yeah. I know, I actually, at least I hope, you didn't pick the Leafs to make the cup final, but who did you pick? Uh, since I'm the only one who correctly chose the winner last season, <laughs> you should probably respect my authority on this a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> I've got the Capitals versus Stars in the finals. Uh, you might think it's bold, but they did finish 1-2 in the season in points during the regular season, so not that bold. I'm just kind of hoping Dallas gets league average goaltending through the playoffs this year. 
Just like any goaltender. Yeah. Would be, just really anything would be phenomenal. And Caps win. Ovi's MVP forever. Forever. It's so I, I got the Caps. It, it, come on, it's Ovi's time. I don't want Ovi to be damn. This is ex- this is. Like, I want him to be John Elway. So last couple of years, or not years, sorry, episodes. Um, you pretty much read verbatim off my page, and I think you just read verbatim of what I said on this time last year's episode <laughs> about Ovi. About Ovi's time. Capitals are winning the ah, cup. It just didn't. It was work. Kessel's time last yeah. year, dude. I think we all had the Ducks last year. Yeah, we, we did. Done? We had a strong, heavy push for the Ducks. <laughs> well, I had the Ducks in the finals. Yeah, like in the finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the Capitals winning. Beeps, who you got going to the finals? Who you got winning the cup? From the East, Super Bold, Florida Panthers. Um, I just really like what they have. They put up 103 points last year. Were one of the top teams in the East, and then they just kind of lost the playoffs. But this year, they actually have some backup goaltending, which can help out uh, everyone's favorite goaltender, yeah, Roberto Luongo. Luongo's going to do a great job backing up Reimer. Right? Yeah, no, 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 exactly. <laughs> no, but I do like Reimer going in there. I think, as I mentioned in last week's episode, it gives Luongo a huge rest, and uh, that's something that he didn't have last year, something he needed. And then from the West, and uh, Brock, you're, you mentioned you love Nashville. I also really like what Nashville has this year. Um, they're only getting... Uh, older more experienced and i mean that through their forwards um and their defense really um and then they obviously have the staple pecker running that who i think is gonna have a, a, a turnaround year this year uh i could see nashville being one of those teams they're phenomenally coached and uh that can only turn into success eventually let's hope um besides barring injuries um but i do like nashville and they were actually chosen NHL did a they simulated in like NHL seventeen yeah. the whole season and that natural one that's obviously never a reason for me. Oh to no, but them. it was Preds Habs. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was Preds Habs. Preds Habs yeah. and eat your heart out, Montreal. Superman <laughs> yeah. lifting the cup yeah. in Montreal. <laughs> game said, yeah, that's really but cool. yeah, uh, I do like Nashville a lot. I think that they are going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with this year. And uh, yeah, don't reckon with that force. I'm going to nope. piggyback off of that pick. Um, I obviously have Nashville coming out of the West. I've hyped them up way too much probably this offseason. Hopefully they don't let me down. I agree with Pekka Rene. He should bounce back. Everything about that forward group, Neil, Johansson, Forsberg, down to the bottom six. Talented, talented, talented. Sure. P.K. Subban, Roman Yossi, not going to mention their names anymore in this podcast. And then out of the East, reluctantly, Tampa Bay Lightning. Stevie Y is sending them to the cup final, and uh, they're just too deep. They've actually got everyone. This is their year. Yeah, their their contract situation is is it's just like business side is aligned with the hockey side. Yeah, it's just and but like this is like their last year. Like after this, they're they're running into some cap trouble after this unless they trade Bishop. But uh, getting Kucherov onto that contract that they got today, massive. So I have Tampa Bay. And Nashville in the finals. Ultimately, Tampa Bay wins the Stanley Cup. Eat my own heart out. Terrible. But uh, there you go. That's it for. I hope you guys enjoyed all of our 2016 17 fantasy hockey season (laughs) review. Make sure you continue to listen throughout the season as we give you buy low candidates, sell high candidates, waiver pickups, and so, so, so much more. I'm Brock Segan. To my right, I got Beavis Bondi. To my further right, I got Dylan T. Birdview. This has been the Daily Face Off Podcast. Good night. Eat your heart out. Peace.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.